live on recording this weekend. I am Skyler. I'm Gary. And this is the Nerds Inc. podcast. Gary, tell the people who we got with us today. We are bringing on my brother, O, from the BBB podcast. <laughs> oh, how you doing, man? I'm good, yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. Feeling good. Glad to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me on board, man. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, we love yes. it. We love it. So, oh, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Uh, Big O from the STL, St. Louis, for all those people that need a little bit of a urban dictionary or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> as Gary mentioned, um, him and I work on the Triple B podcast together. Uh, I'm a nerd myself, um, anime, manga, comics all that good stuff uh do a little bit of graphic design freelance so yeah i'm just a jack of all trades man i'm a one of one <laughs> <laughs> and you have the honor of being our second guest to the pod so really happy to have you oh a fellow hey. nerd like the rest of us we, we yes. love talking you know everything uh from movies tv comics games so really happy to have you on thanks for being here man yes sir appreciate it and today, everyone, we are talking John Wick 4. This is a spoiler review episode. So if you're listening and you haven't seen John Wick, make sure you go check it out first. Uh, it's yes, just sir. passing its second weekend. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know how you've been avoiding spoilers on social media, but make sure you get to the theater <laughs> to see John Wick 4. Um, and that's what we're talking today. So, Gary, you want to go ahead and start us off, my friend? Yeah, and to that point about avoiding spoilers, I don't know how I avoided spoilers because I didn't see it the opening weekend, <laughs> and yet I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. Um, what I want to do, since we are going to do spoilers, I want to maybe start out doing uh, spoiler-free just for those people who may want to just see what it's about and get some initial thoughts, and then we'll do like a quick break and let people tune out so that we can do the spoiler episode, part of the episode. What y'all think? Gotcha. Good. Yeah, no, I like that. Sweet. So, John Wick 4. Ooh. This movie was phenomenal, in my opinion. But uh, what I want to do first, uh, spoiler-free aspect, and just over overall thoughts of the film. Oh, we'll let you start. All right, spoiler-free. <laughs> um, I will say... As great as this film was, I think that if you are looking for like that nice balance of storytelling, action, like consistency and all of those aspects, uh, oh my God, in cinematography, like I recommend um, they did not miss any steps with this movie. It, I was really impressed at just how it can like, elevate and get better like with each film like there's usually you know like with trilogies you know the third movie is kind of like the one it's either a hit or a miss the second one may be the best one but to go all out with the fourth one they they yeah. raise the bar each time um high recommend man like it's it's on point it's, it's a masterpiece in my opinion Skylar, what do you think 
Um, no, really along that, that same line. Uh, I think we're all going to be in agreement here today, so that's okay. But we're going to have different <laughs> perspectives. Um, no, I really uh, – so the director, uh, Chad uh, Stilisky, um, he's done all four of these John Wick films. Uh, he has a, a martial arts background himself. And I – I mean these are the only movies he's ever actually directed in Hollywood. And the guy is just phenomenal. He yeah. knows how to – how to tell an action story you know this isn't going to be you know you know best original script at the oscars or, or best adapted screenplay right this is going to be all about the action and that's okay yeah. we have movies we go you know you want to see the visuals we have movies we go where we want to see the choreography and then also the storytelling and so yeah. i think you can appreciate movies for all of that and this is one of those for choreography yeah. uh for the cinematography like we're going to talk about it is just absolutely phenomenal um Gary, I know you and I have talked offline about this, but it just it truly amazes me how, you know, Chad Stilisky can top each film that he does in the John Wick yeah. franchise and he finds a way to do it. He finds a way to raise the stakes. He finds a way to show us these new fantastic locations across the world. And it's just it's brilliant. So, you know, before we kind of dive too deep into this, I just want to say, like, it thoroughly holds up to the other three and it surpasses them in many ways. So. Definitely check out this movie if you haven't. Yeah. Uh, Y'all said everything I was going to say. Uh, this this movie, <laughs> I'm going to go on record because I, I think I told you this, Skylar, um, but I'm going on record. This is by far the best movie I have seen in the last five years. And I am not going to step down from that. This is the best movie I have seen in the last five years. This is a 10 out of 10. I completely back everything I'm saying right now. I will die on this hill. So, sir, <laughs> I I just have to remind you that within the last five years, the Batman came out and Infinity War came out in 2019. Oh, no. Endgame yep. came out in 2019. Yep. Okay. Okay. Respect. Yep. Respect. I have no issues with this. And as we go into it and we answer <laughs> some of these questions, you're going to see why. Um, and the people okay. who have seen it, y'all know why. Um, okay. Yeah, if you know, you know. That's going to be my know, hot you know. take for the next <laughs> decade of my life because honestly, Man. I've I've never seen a, a film be so chock full of emotion, so Yo. chock full of action, and to end it the way that they did just makes it sold it for me. Like I was, I was extremely happy with the film, but the ending, and we're going to definitely talk about that mm -hmm. in the spoiler section is what sold it for me. And that's what made this movie a 10 out of 10. And then finding out what I found out about this whole process of it. And once I went back and watched uh, some other reviews. Yeah. 10 out of 10 best movie in the last five years. Okay. Uh, that is, man. that's a hell of a take, man. I can, I can respect it though. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so are we y'all ready, ready to spoilers? Let's get into spoilers. Hey everybody, Gary here. Just wanted to jump in real quick and say that the next segment of this podcast is going to be full-on spoilers. And if you don't want to be spoiled on John Wick Chapter 4, please stop right here. Go watch the movie as soon as you can. Come back, pick this up, and listen to the rest of this conversation. It was a fun one. Thank you. So first question I got for you, my friends, we'll go around with each one. What worked for you in this film specifically? 
<laughs> and you can't say everything. I know it's easy to say everything. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let's give the people some information. Oh, man. I'll, I'll go ahead and start. Um, the character development, right? Like, it was just... I don't know, like, when, when I think of character development and a lot of times in films and uh, TV shows and things like that, I'm used to I'm used to character development kind of being in a box with some individual characters. Like, it's like, oh, this character started off as this, and by the end of, you know, season four or whatever, they're at this point, you know, to this, you know, A, B to C point. But with this, it was like, a b c d one two three x y z <laughs> like everything you know um mr nobody like money money yeah. do you hear me money um the by the way r- real quick so yeah did you guys notice in the imdb they have him listed as tracker and not mr nobody yeah IMDb needs to step their game up they need to step yeah their game. yeah they need out. some new uh developers yeah <laughs> i was i didn't want to be the one to say it but you know. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there yeah uh <laughs> yeah mr nobody was honestly he was i can't even say he was my favorite part he was one of my favorite parts yeah that I like how they did that. The action was just nonstop. The um, if we go in scene wise, that scene wise is kind of hard because the choreography was amazing. The the angles in which we get like you know we get a bird's eye view, we get up close, we you know swirling camera like. That bird's I'm sorry, eye view, bruh, bruh. That one was to me. That was honestly the best shot in the entire film, and it stand a lot because there was a lot of really good shots. Yeah. But that bird's eye view, because I think Skylar, you told me like it was, it felt like a video game. It did. And when I saw it, it was just like I got chills. Yeah. It was so beautiful. I I wanted to cry after that movie. It was just so good. I cried inside. I, I definitely did. You know, I, I, I said a few thug tears on the inside, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work for man. you, Skyler. No, I mean, really same. Uh, I mean, for me, it was the cinematography. I know we, we both kind of each talked about that. It, it felt like, and, and Gary and I were just talking about this yesterday, but the cinematography felt akin to like what Greg Frazier was able to do with Dune part one in the Batman, mm-hmm. uh, like the use of like the, the lighting, particularly like kind of like right there in the beginning or towards the beginning when you see John Wick at the, the Osaka hotel in Japan and you see kind of like that red lighting emanating from the led lights. And there was just, there was so much, you can do so much foreshadowing with lighting and kind of set the mood. And then, you know, when all the lights go out in the hotel and there's that that green ambiance lighting right before the fight begins. And um, it's just, I absolutely am a huge uh, sucker for good cinematography because I really think it helps tell the story it helps create tension it helps ease tension you can do so much with it so shout out to all my lighting designer friends out there i appreciate what you guys do man because cinematography is all a part of that um the action shots i thought were some of the best in the franchise easily yeah. um, for me it got me really hype like i love anything that's like building up to a high stakes fight 
you know, because mm-hmm. I think it's really easy in action movies to be like, okay, and now we're fighting. Right. Like I think of like, you know, Black Widow, you know, Black Widow had had its moments, but there was just moments where like, oh, we're just fighting or like a lot of Marvel movies. okay, we're just going to start fighting now. And there's no build up to it with the tension. And Gary knows this, but I kind of thought that that build up at the Osaka Hotel was very akin to, you know, Thanos kind of goons coming after the Infinity Stones. Agreed. It was that same it was that same built up. And for me, like that, like long panning action shot where like you see where he's like, all right, now we're fighting and you see all of them pulling out their swords. And that one long shot I thought was one of the coolest shots I have ever seen in an action film. Like yes. when I saw all those swords coming out at the same time, I'm like, all right, we're going like, let's fight. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah. And it was freaking yeah. amazing. And you could feel the stakes because like we got John Wick at the top of the hotel. They're trying to say, oh, he's not there. But I love how I love I loved um, uh, the character of uh, uh, Shimazu, uh, who is mm-hmm. the owner of the hotel, yes. uh, because even he's like, oh, he's not here, but we're going to fight anyway. Like <laughs> he did not <laughs> care. He was like, he's like, oh, I know he's not here, but you're not coming to my hotel. I have time to kill you. Right. Like, literally, he didn't he didn't care. He was like, he was about that action, boss. Like he was right. not going to back down from it. And so I just I love that setup for kind of the rest of the film and kind of where the stakes go with that. But I just think it was freaking amazing. Um there was a lot of continuous shots specifically at the hotel and then mm-hmm. like later throughout the film in Paris. And then you also see it on that. We'll talk about that infamous staircase scene. Cause that staircase scene was exhausting. Bro. Um, and I got ass. But... So yeah, that, that wore me out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that staircase scene, but uh, no, I, I love that, you know, anytime kind of John was teaming up with somebody or he had, you know, helpers like at the hotel and then later and stuff yeah. that like he would be fighting someone and then it would also show somebody else fighting someone kind of in the background. Yeah. So, I mean, because like you think about how extensive the choreography is, the fight choreography for this series, it's crazy to think that like you just get John Wick fighting in a shot. But on top of that, we got John Wick fighting in a shot and his friend is in the background. Like, hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it was wild. I loved it. I felt like especially with the character of um kane i felt like there was Mm -hmm. a lot of anime influences i got strong anime vibes from kane and i freaking loved it um not not a huge anime guy myself but i have watched a lot of it growing up and i just like i love that intro him eating the soup he's like dude are you gonna do anything and he's like he's like hold on (laughs) let me put my soup down he's like He's like, you're going to make me put my soup down. All right, let's go to work. And he freaking just like took him to town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I love that. I felt like even though, you know, Kane had higher stakes for what he was fighting for than some of the others, right. he still had kind of like a playfulness to him. He's like, don't make me beat your ass, man. Don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. oh, man. don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Like that's, that's kind of like the, the vibe I felt. Uh, fight choreography was the best fight choreography. I, I will go on. I, I I will die on my hill for this, Gary, because you said it was the best movie the last five years. I would say this fight choreography is the best fight choreography I have ever seen. Overall, I'm down that hill with you. I would overall. Agree with this that. is yeah. This I would is agree the with that. best fight choreo, and yeah. I have the fight choreographer's name. Jeremy Marianas did uh, the fight choreo and he was freaking amazing. He was also one of the stunt guys, but yeah, Jeremy Marianas, I'm going to give you all your flowers, bro. Like you were freaking yeah. amazing. Um, he was phenomenal uh, for yeah. this to be his first time as the fight choreography or the fight choreographer in the John Wick franchise to do it at this level with these kind of stakes and these locations. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So I, I hope to see him. I, I hope to see him working on many other things. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to jump into some of the other stuff um, with, with some of the other 
uh, characters. But um, Gary, what did you think, my friend? What worked for you? So the biggest thing that worked for me, um, and this is coming from the mindset of someone who wants to write uh, a movie and TV, is the setup and payoffs. This movie yeah. set up and paid off so much. And then the crazy part about it, they set up their own spinoffs. And it was done beautifully. They set mm-hmm. up the spinoffs for the Continental, set up spinoffs for the Ballerina. They set up a spinoff for if they wanted to just do more movies with other side characters like Mr. Nobody or Kane or uh, I forgot uh, the uh, Osaka uh, Continental's daughter's name, but you could do something with her. You could do so much with this franchise now. And it's all because they set up initially what they're going to do, paid it Mm -hmm. off, and then followed up with more setup. It's just like, okay, I need more. You can't just drop me off. Like, okay. Since we're in spoilers, when she came up and told her father, why are you protecting him? Nothing he does does anything but bring death. And then they mm-hmm. go down and fight. And then he, she stays up there with him and they're fighting. And then at the end, when they're in the train, she's like, either you kill him or I'm going to kill him. But he's going to die either way. And yep. then to see the post credit scene is her seeing him. Come on now. Come on now. Set up, pay off, set up. That is screenwriting 101. And it is so beautiful. And I'm excited that because I love it. That is why I say this movie is the best movie I've seen in five years because that's just one instance. They do it time after time after time. I loved it. That That's all I'm going to say. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Whew. That movie gave me the chills, like, literally, <laughs> like, from beginning to end, especially with the daughter. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm putting it out in the universe. We're going to get <laughs> a spinoff, uh, a show or something, like, I need to see more of her. She was badass. She was. Her name was Mia, by the way, the character of Mia. 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 Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was great. I, I would love to see a film or a TV series with her. All right. So, guys, moving into question number two, because I feel like we're talking about how great the film is, but I think it's also important to, you know, always kind of have a good counterbalance, right? So out of this film, this is going to be a challenging question for you guys. This is tough. For me too. But what about the film didn't work for you? So (laughs) you can think about it. I think this is a a challenge because there was so much good. And usually I look at something that didn't work as something that usually takes me out of the film. Yeah. But I guess this would be more so like a nitpick type section. Uh, oh, do you have anything before I jump in? Honestly, I really can't think of anything um, because the the pacing was like really like the pacing was perfect in the movie. Honestly, like there wasn't a lot of um, like dry spots or anything like that where it was just like, you know, we get an hour or 40 minutes of like straight fight. And then like, you know, the rest is all like long drawn out dialogue. A little fight here, more dialogue. Like it was perfect. Like I, honestly, I don't have anything. I really can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I got, um, and this is an extreme nitpick, and it de- didn't take anything from the film. It didn't even take me out of the 
uh, sequence. But when John Wick is fighting uh, the guy in the club, I forgot uh, his name. Oh, but, those um, two. Those yeah, two when when they're fighting, and he's fighting the goons in there and everything, and they're just fighting through that crowd of dancers, and the people are just dancing. Like that was just kind of weird and kind of off putting a little bit, but it didn't take me out. It was kind of funny to me, honestly. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, so y'all just dancing and seeing people get shot in the head, but it's like nothing going on. <laughs> it's just like this is a normal Friday for yeah. us, but yeah. Um, other than that, everything else worked for me. That just that one little scene where it's just like that's kind of weird. I so don't know why you would do that. So that was Scott Adkins, uh, which I love that he was in this film. And his his character's name, according to IMDb, is Killa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was great, honestly. Killa. Killa. <laughs> they weren't even trying to be creative. They're just like, fuck it. This guy killed somebody. He's Killa. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he had, the, he had a Russian name uh, in, the, in the film, but I can't remember what that yeah. was. Well, he's his nickname is Killa, but then again, yep. they also called Mister Nobody Tracker. So you know, we exactly, go with that. Yeah. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> what about you? So, oh, what? Oh, again, yeah, no, yeah, we just went with though. Um, yeah, no, I think so. I saw. To be fair, I saw the film after a long day myself, so I I knew how long the film was going to be. I knew it's a lot of action, a lot of fighting for me. Like, and I think that this this isn't so much like really an issue I had with the film. I think it's just I felt exhausted and I feel like I felt Mm -hmm. exhausted because of what John was going through, man. (laughs) Like, yeah, he couldn't get a break. I mean, come on. Like at the I mean, towards the end of the film, obviously we're in spoilers now, but towards the end of the film, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll meet you by sunrise. And then Marquise, the character of Marquise is like, oh, but he's not (laughs) going to go to sleep, though. We're not going to let him sleep. (laughs) Right. And then they didn't even let the man like get some four or five hours of shut eye in. Like he the whole the whole night they're like, by the way, you're gonna have to fight your way through Paris the entire night. You're not gonna get any sleep. You gotta make it up these staircases, which we're gonna throw you down like ten times. Right. And then and then you gotta do your final fight. And that's the part where like I just like I felt like through some of these fights, because some of these fights were 20, 30 minute fights. Yeah. And you're just kind of watching it and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> and just like, the thing that was I, funny about that is like seeing at the end of a fight, Keanu Reeves just like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. you you felt like this was like I mean like all the John Wick films like when he's done fighting like you could just see it on the guy he's like ah oh, man why'd you make me do that like yeah. oh, I'm so tired but like this was the film where I feel like and I, I obviously you know when you see what happens at the end you kind of understand why like this is it where he's like putting his all into it. Mm-hmm. He's putting everything he's got because like this is this is his final his final hurrah, his final, you know, chance of kind of taking on the high table. So I felt exhausted and I so I felt like some of the fights were just so long and it was very much like an anime in that sense where it's like we're gonna yeah, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have high stakes with the story, we're gonna have some emotional scenes, but that's really on the back burner. Like you might get like five minutes of that. We're really focused on the fight. So it is very yeah. much a film only focused on fighting. And so I feel like if you're not in the right mindset to watch that, you might be like, yo, dude, are they ever gonna stop fighting? Or like how many times can you fall <laughs> off a roof? You know what I'm saying? So I feel or like how many times can you get hit by a car? How many times can oh you get hit by a car? Because like yes. I'm like, dude, he got hit by like three or four cars in that that Paris roundabout scene, and yep. I'm like, dude, how are your ankle? How are your ankles and knees not broken? You know, right? Um, it's just you know, or as as our friend Greg said, Gary, like he's got an adamantium skeleton, and he Literally. was right. I was just about to say that. 
So I think, but you know, at the same time, you know, these are just my nitpicks of like how long like a, a fight felt. But like at the same time, the fights were amazing. They so were, there's no yeah. knock to that. Um, you can't go into this film thinking that, oh, John Wick not dying or getting hurt more from falling or getting hit by cars is unrealistic. It's like, what about this film is realistic? It's exactly. Not literally. To, you know what I'm saying? It's just meant to be like an action fest and that's what it was. So yeah, right. yeah I think just, just a few key things there to nitpick. Um, and I, I definitely want to see more dialogue with, with some of these, these new characters, especially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as John always says, John, let, let me go ahead in this huge monologue soliloquy. What do you got to say? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I saw this article uh, in a review, and then we can go to the next uh, question, Skylar. They said that John Wick had 385 lines, I think, in the entire film. No, 385 uh, words, dude. Words. Yeah, that's the word. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's not even lines because, like, a line you could have, like, you know, five, six words in a line. Yeah. No, it was words. And Keanu Reeves went through the script himself and cut him out. But that's it was two hours and, what, 50 minutes long. Mm hmm. 385 and he said, words. He said, I don't need this. The other person's going to talk. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I've, I've never seen an actor cut down their lines like that. That's crazy. I've yeah. never heard of that before. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So next question. And I want to limit this because I know we can talk about them for, for hours, but I want each one, of, each one of us to give at least one, maybe two memorable new characters. Okay. Skylar, you got the floor, bro. Man, you know I can't I can't abide by this rule. I'm sorry. I gotta list all mine. I got I, I can't I can't do it, dude. I can't. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go in order too. Stand out new characters for me: Kane, Mister yep. Nobody, Marquis. I honestly I love Marquis. I love Bill Skarsgård as Marquis. Yeah. Uh, uh, Shimazu, who of course is the the head of the the Osaka Continental, and his daughter Mia. So yeah. those mm -hmm. for me were absolutely standout characters. Obviously, a notable mention to Scott Adkins being Killa for for those that watch like a lot of like those straight to DVD um, martial art films. Yeah. Scott Adkins has been. Scott Atkins has been putting in that work for about 20 plus years. So the dude is amazing. He's a great martial mm -hmm. artist and a surprisingly good actor. Like he was yeah. really, really believable as, as killer uh, with his, his facial expressions and kind of fighting in a fat suit could not have been easy. Um, <laughs> right. So, but yeah, no, I, I absolutely like for me, the two biggest that were absolutely Kane and Mr. Nobody. I wanted to know more about their characters all the time. And they yep. were honestly, they kind of stole the film from John. If we're being honest. Kane and Mr. Nobody. And honestly, they obviously had a little bit more dialogue, at least it felt right. like, compared to, to what John had. So, you know, that's not saying something. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, John was all about the hands and the, you know, the fists and the guns. I'm all and, about that and action, Mr. No <laughs> Exactly. And so he was like, I'm going to let my – I'm going to let these do the talking. I'm going to let the fists do the talking. Like and then, say, you know, these hands are rated E for everyone. That's, he was on that type of time. He was on demon equal, time. Equal opportunity employer. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, um, no, I think I think uh, we got more of, of a, a more, like, kind of compelling story from Mr. Nobody and from Kane. So those are my, my two mates. Mm -hmm. What about you, Gary? You stole my two, uh, but I'm just going to focus on <laughs> Kane, honestly. Um, I think we need to officially make Hollywood just have this de facto character for Donnie Yen the blind martial artist who can kill anybody because he it. did it in rogue one. Yep. He did it in here. 
at this yep. point, that's a staple of his character. It got it's getting to the point where I'm starting to think Donnie Yen might be blind. He does it so well. (laughs) But he was amazing. Um, And again, I got to talk about Mia. She was phenomenal. Um, Just, uh, I want to know more about her actress because I feel like I've seen her before. Yeah. But uh, she was phenomenal. And I really, Hollywood, if you're listening, I know you're probably not, but if you do listen to this, please put her in more stuff. Give us more of this actress and then just this character of Mia in general. Yeah. How about you all? Um, y'all both stole my answers, but uh, <laughs> I gotta say, um, Mister Nobody with with the dog, like that, like Chef's Kiss, beautiful. Um, yeah. Also, Kane, Kane, as I was watching him, like throughout, like his dialogues, action scenes, it was very reminiscent of Sick from Daredevil to me. Yeah, like he was. I really like that. Like how they did that, and just just how like matter of fact he was. You know, like yeah, I know I can't see, but guess what? These hands, this sword, these guns, <laughs> all of y'all get the smoke. Okay, like <laughs> I'm with all of that. You know, it was very reminiscent right. of uh, like Stick from Daredevil, or even just Daredevil himself. You know, I like just yeah. how how likable he was. You know, he was just really I, I want him on my side. That that that's that's Uncle Kane for me right there. I don't I don't <laughs> want no smoke with that man. Like yeah. he was just amazing. Um Killer was good too. I, I, I can't even front about that. Killer was really good. Um yeah. as a fellow asthmatic, when he hit that inhaler a couple of times, like <laughs> I felt that, that was, so hard, yeah. bro. Like I felt that so hard, and like the um, the the car game, that whole scene, like just that setup, that room, the the lighting, and everything. It was just amazing how they, like Skylar mentioned earlier, like how they kind of built up towards the fight with that. And I thought, you know, this dude, he's he's asthmatic, overweight, he's sweating, and ain't even moved yet. They gonna get him out of there. He was holding his own. He was, he was a little chubby Thanos, like you know. Like <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> you know what's crazy to go off of that? It would be crazy to me how they'd be in that middle of that fight and then he'd be like, "Hold on, hold on, all right, come back." Right, <laughs> like, right. That, that, that was like his. He's like, let, "Let me, let me take a hit of this inhaler, and I'm about to throw you through this wall." Let's go. There had to be some type of steroids in that because the way that he was tossing John around like he was just a rag doll that was, was just crazy. ridiculous. I won't lie. So I did laugh a little bit, like when he, his his facial expression, like when he died, like <laughs> just real. <laughs> that was, I wasn't ready yeah, for that. That was and hilarious. Like, in the theater, I just like bugged up, and people were looking at me. I was like, "Oh, come on, that's hilarious! Come on now." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, next question we got here. How does this film stack up against the other three John Wick films? Oh, we'll let you answer this one first. Honestly, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it was just a stair step effect. You know, it was, the first one was very, the first one was really solid for like a, 
a first film like in a series because you know sometimes um and you know when you're playing like a trilogy or anything past that you don't want to put your all into the first film because you know longevity is usually the goal so the first film was great the second one um the second one was good i know a lot of people they didn't like the second one i enjoyed it um i thought the third one was really good as well but it's just it just gets better each time you know we go up the ladder and it's like the stakes are higher and higher the action scenes get way better like as you go along the the cinematography like everything um dare i say john wick chapter four I really feel like more like any action film, like whether it's like a Kung Fu movie, Marvel, DC, whoever, they need to take a note out of their book. Like it was just flawless combat. The, um, yeah. I like how they had like him. I think it was at the beginning. He had the nunchucks and the pistols and everything. Yo, that, that was, was cold. That was cold. <laughs> But he had the one guy, and he was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That was so bloody, man. man. Yeah, John Wick was uh, was taking names and kicking ass, but in reverse, he was kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll learn your name later. Give me that ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Gary, yeah. what about you? How does this stack up for you? Uh, up to this point, three was, in my opinion, the best film. Mm-hmm. But two was probably my favorite just because of what it did. One was the most memorable Agreed. for me. Um, just that opening scene of, he's the Baba Yaga. Like, come on now. Like, yeah. That's infamous. Yeah. This takes the spot for all of those. Yeah, uh, this movie is most memorable. Um, even though I did just see it recently, but it's it's going to live in infamy. You know, there's so many iconic scenes. To me, it's the best directed, uh, and it's the best or the most um, memorable at this point in time for me. So, head and shoulders above all the others, and that's saying a lot because all the others are really good films themselves. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. What about you, Skyler? I might see it again today. no yeah um honestly i think the first one is so incredibly memorable because it like came out of left field like nobody was expecting this you know another another action franchise from keanu reeves after doing you know the matrix and he's done speed Speed, he's in all these great action films you know and then for him to come out and do john wick and you kind of think like oh man like this this seems like a really cool world are they going to explore more of it and then they do and they do john wick two three and now we're on to four and yeah, I honestly believe that it's not just the stakes and the locations and the fighting, yeah. but like, I feel like even the characters have evolved mm-hmm. and gotten better mm-hmm. as we've gone along. Like, I love that Lauren Fish, uh, they have Lawrence Fishburne uh, in this franchise too. Just, just have any, anytime you get him in and Keanu like teamed up, like they were in the matrix, it's just, it's great chemistry. Um, and so I, I love that. And I also love like, you know, speaking to the character of Mr. Nobody in this film, uh, you know, him having the dog and how cool the dog was mm-hmm. like, 
for those that like maybe don't, don't remember, but like Halle Berry had the same type of character mm-hmm. in John Wick Three Parabellum, and yep. she had the two dogs, and they were super cool. And you're like, I remember seeing all those fights when she's fighting with the dogs and shouting at them in German, and they're going and attacking people, and you're like, yep. how are they going to top that? And they have kind of a similar setup just with one dog and Mister Nobody, and yet it was still somehow cooler. It was still yeah. like a better connection. And I'm just like, man, like she, uh, you know, she needed two dogs. He only needs one dog, and it's still just crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I felt like they found a way to create these really, you know, interesting new characters with every film, and kind of introducing Halle Berry. And I love that mm-hmm. in the second film, you get to see, um, you get to see more of like what John actually used to do for a living. Like mm-hmm. they have him kind of go out and do a hit, and I just think that that is like. Honestly, it's it's cool that like each film has kind of like evolved, and you know the third one, I felt like the world was wide open because it's like, oh, yeah. now all the assassins are after him, right? But to see where it goes in this film, for it to kind of reach its its you know penultimate moment, I think is really special. Um, so yeah, obviously, I definitely have John Wick four as my number one in the franchise. Um, but the other three deserve notable mention. For sure. Unlike other people, I don't have I don't have a problem with the other three. I'll turn them on at any point in time. Yeah, so, you know, I might have to do a, a marathon song. I, I definitely Honestly. will be. It's uh, it's been quite a while since I've watched the other three, but I typically like when there's like a a sequel to a film like this one, or even like with Marvel or DC or whatever. I usually do like the over the course of the week up until the release day. You know, Monday I'll do John Wick one, then two, then three, then you know, so on. Um, I'm definitely gonna do a binge very soon um also i want to add another one of my favorite parts it was really quick i liked when uh john shot the one i can't remember the guy's name because he was about to kill mr nobody's dog like i liked that that moment that was really cool that was Mm -hmm. that was a very to me that was kind of like hitting on that emotional aspect of it. yeah he remembered what happened to him in that first movie and he mm-hmm. didn't want to have that happen again to someone yeah. else. Right. And then you saw that respect because then after that, Mr. Nobody was like, okay, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to make sure he gets to where he's going. And then I'm just going to sit back, kick it with a beer. I love that moment. I love that final moment. Like all like the, the shots that just panned to him. And he's just like, this is crazy. Like, right. That was just great. You know? When he I poured love. the dog some, I was like, bro, this, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like he was just like, he was just down for the vibe. He was just right. down for the vibe. Um, so I think this is a really important question because when we talk about how great this this film is, how great this franchise is, but in, in, in y'all's opinion, like where do you think John Wick stacks up in the legacy of action cinema? Because we have mm-hmm. so many great franchises, right? We got yeah. the Die Hard franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have – I mean, I guess you can kind of count the Fast and Furious as an action <laughs> franchise. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of things, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can count, you know, obviously the It Man franchise and like you know the Mm -hmm. raid franchise like there's all like these great martial art action franchises you know where does the john wick where does john wick's legacy uh end up for you guys g so (laughs) to me the john wick franchise is the standard um every movie should take note in regards to how they handle their cinematography um, cause if you, honestly, if you look through it, all of the films have had some really beautiful shots and had some really amazing scenes. Uh, you should, each film should take a note and look at how this franchise handles its recurring characters as well as its new characters. But not yeah. only that, they should take 
a note on how they handle emotion. Because one of the key staples of the John Wick franchise is John Wick's relation to everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they handled that so beautifully between, and we didn't talk about this, but I want to bring this up. Between John's connection with Winston and Sharon, all yeah. the way to Marquis, and seeing Sharon die at the beginning of the film, especially after Lance Reddick died, literally yeah. a week before they released, that just hit so different for me. It really did. And then to see how they handled it throughout the rest of the film and giving him that respect, um, I, I read something where it said like they tried to, as soon as they saw or heard about him dying, they tried to add a dedication to him, but uh, to the film, but they weren't able to do it because they had already sent out the film to everywhere. Oh. But some places did have it, some didn't. But to me, the biggest thing is just the emotion because a lot of the action films they kind of don't touch on that as as good as the John Wick franchise has done, mm-hmm. and all of this being built on John Wick's connection to not only these other characters but the main focus is his wife Helen. Yeah. That's why it's the standard for me. And th- every other franchise that has uh that comes after this needs to take note of that. Oh, oh, what about you? Um I Gary, I second your um opinion on the emotional aspect. I think a lot of a lot of action films um I think sometimes they get lost in the balance of having character development, emotional connection, action, and great storytelling, you know, because all of those components, they they make for the perfect quality and quantity of those films, you know, like with the Fast and Furious films, I'll be honest, I'm not that big of a fan of them. They don't really, they're okay. They're fun movies, like, to watch and everything, but I give it, very it's tired. about family. It's about family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I get a little exhausted watching those films because Yeah. I get the family aspect, but I'm also just like eh, you could do a little better with like the writing and whatnot. Because it kind yeah. of feels like it's you know, just like, oh, it's summer, time to put out another Fast and Furious. Let's do it, you know. <laughs> Um, but John Wick is definitely like the standard, like you know, with along the lines of like the Ip Man and Die Hard, like you know the classics, you know. And I would even say like other films like um, was it Blood and Bone with uh, Michael Jai White? Yes, you know, Michael Jai White. Yep. I would put it up along those lines with those great films. Um, and they do it in such a way to where it's you can tell when when they all sit in the studio, you know, it's like let's not just put out a really big ticket film with all of these actor great actors and actresses. Let's put out some quality, you know, something that's memorable. Because I can see myself watching this series, you know, in ten years, and I'll still be just as hype about it, you know, in ten years as I was yesterday when i seen it so it's, it's among the greats for sure yeah no i agree with what both of you are saying um i think as far as action cinema in general i think it it reset the standard 
Because mm. Gary, you said it's the standard. I think it reset it. I That's think the good. standard for a long time was unfortunately, you know, like the Fast and Furious franchise was Die Hard. You know, Bruce Willis mm-hmm, yeah. and, and kind of these these big set pieces where you know you'd have like these like you know usually these European villains. I think of like James Bond, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You have some type of evil. Like I mean, really, James Bond was the, the action standard for you know right. fifty plus years. Agreed. You know, so. You had, and then of course, Mission Impossible, which I think Mission Impossible is kind of like its own thing. It's not really yeah. kind of in that same vein, but I think like currently today, 2023, I think you have Mission Impossible and I think you have John Wick. And those are two very distinct franchises, yeah. but those are the two best action franchises we have right now, in my opinion. I will and, agree with that. That's a fight. Yeah. And, and so I think you know, you can appreciate them for different things. I think, you know, to, to your guys' point about the importance of the emotion and, and the well-written um, kind of dialogue in those certain scenes, because there is very little dialogue in these action movies. So you have to really make it count, right? You got to <laughs> yeah. make it count. And I feel like in Fast and Furious, they try so hard. They try mm-hmm. too hard yeah. where it's like, oh, I just met this person in this last movie and we like raced a little bit and now they're part of the family. <laughs> yeah. You're a part of my family. I raced you one time. I raced you one time and you lost, but you're a part of the family. Right. What? Like, my whole thing is, like, you guys didn't build up any type of relationship. And now all of a sudden, they're a part of the family. And when, let's be real. In real life, if somebody beat you in a race and you were a street racer, you would say, man, no. I have beef with you. I'm going to race you when I get a new car. Just wait. And there would be some type of animosity. But in this film, it's like, we absorb you into the family. Welcome to the (laughs) cookout. Exactly. Like, everybody's, like... Dude, in Fast and Furious, yeah. everybody's invited to the cookout and it's right. more than <laughs> So, um, you know, and like, and we're throwing a little bit of shade to Fast and Furious, but like, I do still will, I do still and will watch those movies because yeah. they're just good Same. blockbuster fun. But yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about action franchises, it like, it doesn't hold the candle in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say is I will offer a cautionary tale mm-hmm. because, oh, I know you touched on this, that you'd be looking forward to seeing it 10 years from now. Yeah. My concern, because Marvel has kind of been doing this with Phase 4, yeah. my concern is you try to branch out, you start doing all these spinoffs, it loses the core. Yeah. It loses yeah. what it was about in the beginning, and that's what I'm concerned about because – once again, Gary, you and I have talked about this all the time. Studios just want money. That's the exactly. only thing they care about. I mean, you heard the studio the second that John Wick 4 came out and, you know, after last weekend's box office, it's like, we're going to do John Wick 5. And we're all like, how? Huh? <laughs> you can't even call it John Wick. Um, it would have to be like Kane. Just call it Kane, yeah. you know? Um so uh, what I worry about is the studio running this franchise into the ground with Same. too many spinoffs and too many additions. Yeah. My whole thing is I would much rather me personally, I would much rather them be four really, really good action films that like you're going to watch 10, 20, 30 years from now mm-hmm. and show your kids and be like, right. yeah, this is, this is action cinema. Yeah, I would much rather that than you come out with three or four different shows and two movie spinoffs. And, and it, cause like my whole thing is like John Stilisky, did these four films. These are the mm-hmm. only four films he's directed. These are his babies. Right. Mm-hmm. When they do spinoffs, chances are he's probably maybe going to be an executive producer, right? Right. Maybe. Yeah. If he's not directing it, does it lose that heart? Does it lose what the, the franchise is about? And that's my concern is because we've seen it with Marvel. If yeah. you start getting too many cooks in the kitchen mm-hmm. and too many spinoffs, it's going to lose what it's about. So I offer that cautionary tale. I hope it doesn't happen. I do hope mm-hmm. the best for this this series yeah. uh, moving forward because they are doing spinoffs. 
Um, but I think it's at the top right now, and I don't want to see it fall. It's really easy to fall off yeah. the top. Yeah. I'd rather them end it that way. That's a really good point. And to that point, Skylar, um, one thing that I've been finding out more is it seems like the director, uh, John, has had a lot of say in what they do and don't do with this franchise. Yeah. Because originally before the film came out, like they were setting this up to be kind of like a Infinity War 1 and Infinity War 2 type thing where they were going to have 4 mm-hmm. and 5 come out pretty simultaneously. And right. he was able to talk them into making this just the final film for John Wick and everything. And then kind of going along with the ending where they let John actually die. Now, yeah. there are some people who say, oh, we don't know if he's dead or not, but it's just because they shot an alternate ending because the studio, yeah. to your point, Scholar, was like, no, we got to keep this going. We got to keep making money. And it's like, mm-hmm. just let it end. Like, that's, yeah. to me, when you know how to end something, it's better than not knowing when to end. And that's, yeah. that's why I love um, what they've done so far. And I agree with you on that cautionary tale aspect, because if they do continue to push this, and it starts to lose its luster and it starts to get a little stale, then that could hurt its legacy overall. I think, honestly, if they want to keep milking this thing for all it's worth, if they do a John Wick 5 or they try to continue with John, because I know they said they want to bring back Keanu. Now, Keanu is a little timeless, but I don't think he's timeless enough for this idea. I think they just need to do prequels. I think, honestly, how you can continue a franchise if you want to milk it, really. You know, and honestly, what I would personally love to see is bring in a younger actor, a younger, really talented actor who looks similar to Keanu. Now, I don't think mm-hmm. they'll do this because they love Keanu too much. Yeah, right. But I would love to see kind of like his origin of like what what made him get out of the game. That Maybe would be his dope. old days with the Continental. Yeah, that could be cool. But don't yeah. try to continue where four leaves off unless it's with right. Kane or Mister Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or or Mia or yeah. Mia because obviously they're doing the spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. And one more I point. I wanted to add uh, with the ending, um, Skyly, your point that you made about uh, like kind of the uh, anime influences throughout the film. Um, as I was watching the ending of the film, it actually kind of reminded me. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. I know you guys aren't big anime fans or whatnot, but for our listeners, for anyone who's seen uh, Cowboy Bebop, not the Netflix one, we. <laughs> we even gonna talk about that. It kind of reminded me of the end of Cowboy Bebop because there was there was like basically a lot of a lot of shit was hitting the fan, and uh, the main character Spike, he was um, after this guy from like the syndicate and everything like that. They meet, they have like this big uh, like gun battle, and like Spike. He he comes out alive for a bit, and then like there's like a um, like a part of the camera, it kind of like zooms in on him, and he like is like bang, and he passes out. But the ending is kind of for the viewer to determine like did he die? Did he just pass out? You know, will we see him again? And obviously. With Cowboy Bebop, that was like in '93, and it's 2023. The man did, but <laughs> it just like reminded me of that kind of like you know, however you choose to determine you know what this character's fate is, you know that that's for you. You know, I, I really like that mm-hmm. aspect of how they did that. Mm-hmm. Inception did it really well too. Good point. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another one of my favorites. Yeah. 
And um, I think uh, just to wrap up with final thoughts before we get into discussing the tournament, Gary, because I know we want to touch on that real quick. Yes. Um, I do want to I, I do want to mention because I know this was kind of like a question you know we were kind of asking ourselves, Gary, is I would love to see because I don't believe that there is a a fight choreography Oscar. I think if this film is going to be nominated for anything in the future with, you know, Academy Awards, BAFTAs, Golden Globes, anything like that, I would love to see it be nominated for some of these. I know it's not going to get an acting Oscar. It's not going to get a directing or screenplay, all of that. We know that. Yeah. But I definitely think that this film deserves to be recognized by the Academy in some way or or by yeah. anything because I know we just had our Oscar episode a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. Um, I would love to see – it win for fight choreo. I would love to see it be nominated at least to show respect to cinematography, yeah. sound design. Definitely. Um, I think there are definitely aspects of this film that need to be celebrated by the larger Hollywood community, because Agreed. I think that people look, they look at these action films and, you know, we're seeing comic book films start to slowly get recognized, you know, like black Panther mm -hmm. and then black Panther Wakanda forever. Yeah. Um, but we're not seeing the respect for John wick. And right. put respect on this man's name because this franchise is amazing. Um, I mean, <laughs> put some respect. <laughs> like, honestly, you know, the, those fight scenes, and once again, the memorable staircase fight scene, yeah. that aerial shot, which they literally said was the bird's eye view shot of, the, of them in the Paris hotel was inspired by a video game. Yeah, it was beautiful. just amazing. Yeah. And there's just so many aspects of this film that I think can be celebrated. So my final thoughts is this is the best of the series. Gary, you know, I called it the crown jewel of the John Wick franchise. I, I stand by that. Uh, and I would love to see it get recognition and, and get some awards because it deserves it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, to your point, I hope it at least gets nominated for Best Director because he deserves it, honestly, at this point. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. I worry it won't because they're like, what did he direct? Action? And they don't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's like Best Director is like reserved for like, how emotional were they and did they talk enough? You know, like yeah. and stuff like Where that. Where they won't. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the movie tournament. So, this week we'll start the first, and I'm going to say it, first annual movie, Nerds, Inc. movie tournament. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening or watching, you can click on the link in the show notes and you'll see the full break bracket for each of the, uh, or for the tournament. You'll see each of the films that are going to be nominated for the tournament, the contenders, all that. And you can go in and vote for the first round or the pre-round, really, uh, for the tournament this week. Uh, the results will conclude uh, every Monday, just before a new episode drops. And uh, we will discuss the winners, the losers, all of that. And, yeah, um, I'm really excited for this. This is going to be fun. The categories that we chose for each of the groups um, or for each of the films that we chose were uh, action, horror, comedy, drama, Ooh. animation, superhero, musicals. And okay. I want to say there may be one more, but I don't believe. Let me double check. Yep, that's it. Oh, sci-fi. Right. So there's eight total uh genres that we chose each genre will have five films somewhere from 2008 to 2022 
There's a lot to Ooh, choose from, okay. but it is going to make the matchups so tough, uh, so exciting. So please go out, vote. <sighs> Don't do stupid stuff, please. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm making sure to, the, that the uh, matchups are uh, as close as possible. So I look forward to seeing what you guys vote for. And Skylar, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on what the winners are. Yeah, we're going to discuss the the first uh, bracket winners next week. So looking forward to that. It's going to be exciting. All right. And then, of course, before we hop off here, oh, uh, for those that are listening, uh, definitely check out the BBB podcast. You want to tell the people about it a little bit and then maybe offer your social media handles so the good people can follow you. Yeah, sure, man. Um, as Skyler mentioned, uh, I'm Big O, one half of the Triple B BBB podcast, Bearded Blurred Brothers, myself and Gary. I got through it without tongue twisting myself. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm one half of the Triple B podcast. You can listen to our podcast um, pretty much anywhere where podcasts are broadcasted, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, um, uh, everywhere pretty much. Uh, I think we're on uh, Amazon as well. Um, And for me personally, I am on uh, Instagram at Big O Designs, Big O underscore Designs. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I used to be. I might jump back on there. Twitter is toxic, but kind of in a good way. It's entertaining. <laughs> it is. Um, on Facebook, uh, just Otis McClure. And, um, yeah, catch me on the podcast. Or if you're in the STL area, catch me out on the street. All right, all right. So, everybody, as always, I'm Skyler. And I'm Gary. And this is the Nerds Inc. podcast. We will see you guys next week. Oh, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, everyone. This is Skylar with the Nerds Inc. podcast, here to say thanks for listening. And if you're enjoying our weekly discussions, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Ask us a question. Provide your thoughts on our discussions and we may just talk about it in a future episode. Thanks.